Hey, this is Edgar. Hello, this is Stanley. Hey, this is Alicia. And welcome to the Minority Report, episode 29. That is quite a lot of episodes, y'all. We're <laughs> almost at 30. We're almost at the wow. We, we're almost at another milestone. Uh, yeah. And we didn't celebrate the last <laughs> milestone. I know. Because we were like, there's too much happening. There's too much going and on. There's still too much going on. Also, Olivia, you sound different. Yeah, I mean, how do how do I sound you guys? <laughs> you sound really great. You sound like you're actually in the room with us because you are. I am. I am back in Austin for at least two months. Mm-hmm. Well, we are happy to so, have you. The next eight episodes will be the like next, this, right? Yeah, yes. the next two months of the Minority Report. It's going to sound. It's going to be great. It's going to sound solid, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what a great first episode to come back to. I know. The Comey special. So we actually normally record the day before, but... This was a big event. Comey has testified um, before the Senate, and we thought this was uh, it warranted a special sort of episode. So yeah. here we are. This is going to be our initial reaction to James Comey's testimony. And this is the day of, so we are recording this yes. on June eighth. It is fresh, 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 fresh. So subway. So, (laughs) I do want to preface this by saying we're still digesting what happened. I mean, I've I've had time to sit with it and and think about it, but there's still a lot of, like, there was a lot. There was just a lot that happened. It was Um, a really long hearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it like two hours? Yeah, it was like two hours. And then he had a close session. There was a close session afterwards, yeah. Close session. So, he had quite a day on the hill. I know. But, okay, before we actually get into... The episode, um, as always, you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, and follow us on all our social medias at MinorityPod. Uh, shout out. We actually have some, uh, one, at least one real fan out there somewhere, <laughs> so shout out. Who's a, who's a fan? Uh, I, I don't have oh, the name in front it. of me, so thanks for doing that, Stanley. Uh. <laughs> no, but uh, yes, please reach out to uh. us on our social media at MinorityPod, and on Facebook, we are the whole thing. At Minority Podcast. Minority Report Podcast. Minority Report Podcast. I can never get the Facebook one right. I don't know why. I just want to say Minority Pod. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's easier. easier. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. <laughs> okay. Get your shit together, Edgar. Goddamn. Before, uh, before we get into the actual testimony, I have a question for y'all. What were you expecting? So we knew this was coming. We got this... Um, about a week ago, we knew he was going to testify. Well, we already knew he was going to testify sometime after Memorial Day. Mm. And then we found out it was going to be Thursday. What were, what were you expecting? I mean, it was weird watching it because I was like, okay, we already have kind of tangential information on a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. We already have pieces of information on a lot of what they talked about. But I think to hear it from a first-person perspective... Um, especially to hear it in a conversation, hearing it be spoken by the person instead of in an article or in text. Or two or, anonymous people. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. Yeah. I think that was really interesting. And the conversation between um, the senators on the Intelligence Committee and Comey was also like really interesting to see. All mm-hmm. of them... All of them really respect the dude um, yes. because they like, of course, being a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Because of course, them being on the intelligence committee, they had a working relationship with Comey while mm-hmm. he was the FBI director. Um, so that was really interesting yeah. to like see yeah. and see it play out. Just again, a first person recap of it mm-hmm. is so much different, right? Than hearing it through the Washington Post or the New York Times. Mm-hmm. It's so different. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, so my, you know, when I was thinking, I, I had very low expectations because Comey had already, or it was released that he was not going to say um, that Trump had told him to stop the Russia investigation. But there was a lot more that was going to happen. We just didn't know yet. We, like, yeah. we had no idea what was about to happen when he uh, testified. But So my expectations were already sort of, sort of low, but um, I wasn't expecting it to be as, um, uh, what's the word, uh, 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 as damning towards Trump mm-hmm. and towards, th- like, 
Comey came yeah. to fight. Like, he came to play, and he came to defend himself. And I wasn't expecting him to go that hard. So it was real personal. It was real yeah. personal. Uh, Stanley, what were your expectations before the big day? So, I... I was going into it not wanting to set expectations like mm-hmm. what That's to, the smart move. <laughs> right. The smart move. Like, just I'm just going to wait it out to see what he says and then yes. just um, take in that information. Mm-hmm. So I just was waiting until the hearing mm-hmm. yeah, and cool. didn't form any ex- expectations. So okay. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was, again, it was so interesting because Comey was pretty composed throughout the whole thing. Yes. But you could tell he was like... In his head, he was, he was just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm out for blood. Yeah. And when we get into it, we're like, okay. He, sa- he says some things, and I yeah. highlighted some quotes that I really want to go over. But, <laughs> man, oh, man. But, okay, before uh, one more thing before we get into his testimony. The day before, the day before he uh, went before the committee, he actually released his uh, uh, his testimony mm-hmm. about his meetings with Donald Trump. His he, written test. His yeah. written testimony. Um, I got to read it. Uh, Olivia, you read it. Yeah. Stanley didn't get to read it, but that's okay. We'll sort of talk it out. But so you read that, Olivia. What were you like? What was going through your mind when you read it? And by the way, I have to say, James Comey could have a career as a writer because the thing was like amazingly well written. And I was like, damn, Comey. Like, I want that Comey novel. But <laughs> well, one of the senators even mentioned it, right? He was just like, you know, when I was in law school, I hated my legal writing class, but I read your thing and it was so clear you must have gotten an A plus when you were in law school yes. because like that was amazing. Well, and then I love the way he ends it. It's like a like a mini story. The way he ends it, he's like, and then I never spoke to the president again. And then people were tweeting. They're like, God damn, you're a genius. Like, you're such a great writer. Like, it was amazing because it it really was a story. It, it was, was a, a narrative. Yes. I mean, sure like, was. you could you could tell that the dude was trying to hook people in. Yeah. And it... But he stated the facts as yeah. clearly. I mean... I, I mean it was like... A really impressive piece of writing. Yes. So some of the things that come out in this testimony that um, we'll get to in the hearing, Donald Trump, he finally says, I mean, Comey, we get it from Comey himself. Donald Trump asked for his loyalty. This is something we'd heard before through the Washington Post, New York Times. It was a new story that we'd known for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out later in the testimony that it it was Comey who leaked his own. Yeah. (laughs) Memos. His own memos. That's, I mean, oh, the juice, the drama. Oh, okay. Anyways. Like, you know, sometimes reality is just stranger or better than fiction. Like, yes. you cannot make this shit no, up. No, you really can't. You really can't. But, no, so in that written testimony we get that Trump had asked for his loyalty, that um, Michael uh, Michael Flynn was uh, uh, part of the, the reason why um, Donald Trump – or. Okay, better way of phrasing. Donald Trump had asked him to end the Flynn testimony um, by by saying, I hope. The words, the key words, I hope you can let Flynn go. Yeah. The Flynn thing I hope go. you can let this thing go. Whew. Okay, we also learned that Comey had uh, a, a lot of inappropriate meetings with Donald Trump yep. that a president and an FBI director aren't really supposed to be having. Yeah. Um, and uh, just a, a lot more, a lot more in that testimony. But let's actually get into it now. Yeah. The hearing, the days here. Oh my god. Comey shows up. Comey. Um, so I actually saw the whole thing, or most of the whole thing. I had to leave for the last little bit, but um, it it was crazy because it was like it felt like I was watching history, like the whole world was watching it yeah. at the same time. And at, like our, our friends were texting yeah. and you know, I was on Reddit and people were commenting on mm. it and it was all over Twitter. And I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm like watching this and experiencing this. And I, and I took some photos cause like, I want to look back through my album. And yeah. like, I was here. I saw this when it happened, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, it, it, you guys didn't get to see it live, but, I, I saw to, parts of it, like 10 part. minutes. Gotcha. Yeah, I, and I got to see some of it live, just not with audio. Gotcha. I was in meetings all day, y'all. Yeah. It was a mess. You had, y'all, y'all had some stuff to do. Yes. Yeah. I had a, a particularly slow day today, so it actually ended up working out for me, and I actually Lucky got to editor. see it. I know, because the day before, I was actually really busy, but it all worked out for me. Uh, my sort of initial reaction just watching it, uh, besides being like, oh, I'm watching history, was, 
whoa, this guy is here to set the record straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he came here to make sure his side of the story yeah. was heard. And, yeah. like, there are multiple points during the testimony where that is... I won't go too much into detail, but it's, like, super duper clear that, like, oh, so much of it was, like... There's a lot of things that maybe you wouldn't think was intentional. So much, so many of Comey's actions throughout um, the Trump presidency have been so particular to Trump and mm-hmm. like, you know, so precise and so specific. It's kind of amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. just hearing him delve into the reason, like his reasoning of for why doing, doing things. stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's like he was carefully. Uh, putting pieces like puzzles like, yeah yeah he's like a chess master he's playing yeah. chess like it's he, a, it's a game like yeah. he knew from the get-go he was like this dude's gonna lie about everything so i'm gonna, I'm gonna write all I'll, this shit yeah, down yes. <laughs> i'm gonna write it all down and that was one of the first like big sort of uh, astonishing moments of the hearing was when he said i felt reason something in my gut told me i have to write everything down mm. after i talked to president trump because i feel down the line, I will have to defend myself and I will have to defend the FBI. Yeah. And you're like, what? What? This is the president. Yeah. And then yeah. everyone was asking, did you feel that way for Bush and for Obama? And he was like, like, no, no, yeah. no not at all. Because they are normal human beings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, so I was like, okay. So that was a big moment. Like there was a part um, during the testimony where he's like, I thought the president, you know, like, I thought that the president, the president-elect at the time would lie. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's such a, like, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Like, I feel like that's such, oh, my, that's such a weird thing Mm -hmm. in the, like, just to say about Mm -hmm. a president in general. And so, oh, man, I don't know. I feel like for the context of the position, it's weird. Not for the context of Trump, Trump though. Trump itself, yeah. And, like, there's, like, a weird cognitive dissonance that was happening when that moment Mm -hmm. happened that I was Mm -hmm. like, ooh, whoa. Yeah. No, that the keyword lie and liar is used a lot by Comey here, actually. And one of the first things he does when he takes uh, 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 the floor, he actually says, I have a statement, number one, to my former colleagues. Yeah. And he gives this really emotional, like, statement. And I was, like, almost teary-eyed. I was like, oh, my God. Like, dang. Okay. Yeah. It oh. was, like... Because <laughs> he didn't have a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> he, he found, like, he found out so suddenly that I he know. was fired that... Oh, my God. It was a very emotional statement. <laughs> it was. It really was. But the uh, the other thing he said was, I'm here to set the record state because all the things he had heard from the White House and the administration were, uh, let me pull out his words, <laughs> lies, plain and simple. Right off the bat, oh, man. he's saying they are lying. They are lying about what happened. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's jump around. We're not going to go in order of what happened because the senators were jumping around, of course. But yeah. uh, what are some other big moments that sort of, you know? I mean, just to expand on the lying, mm-hmm. I like so much of this is so purposeful. It lying and falsehood and claiming things as false and fake is such a pillar of Trump's communication strategy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just to see Comey very purposefully use that mm-hmm. in reference to the Trump... In reference to Trump and the Trump administration, like, I, I feel like that was a really impactful way. Mm-hmm. To um, to start off the testimony and right. like go through the testimony, right? Especially since you know Trump was ignoring the whole thing. Trump had a speech. Trump had a speech. Well, there was reports that Trump was trying to stop it. He was going to use executive privilege. Yeah, it would have been a shoddy legal case, so he decided against it. Not only that, he said he was going to live tweet during the entire thing. He actually ended up not yeah. live yeah. tweeting. And he also booked a speech yeah. at the same time, or I think it was actually slightly after, but um, he was trying to bury this. He was trying to mm-hmm. stay away I mean, from he it. also announced his pick for the FBI director the yesterday. Day, yeah, yeah, the yesterday. day before. Yeah. So Trump, Trump was doing what Trump does and like 
basically tries to do other like bombastic, flamboyant mm-hmm. kind of actions in order to bury a story. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw this consistently, like travel ban versus putting Bannon on the you know National mm-hmm. Security mm-hmm. Council. That's just an example. He's done this many, many, many times. Right. It's like a key part of the Trump administration yeah. strategy. Right, right. Um, it just didn't work this time. No. No. Because everyone was paying attention to Comey's Well, yeah. and that's one thing that I wonder, like, that must drive Trump nuts that Comey got huge ratings. I mean... Because, like, we, we're not talking about his FBI announcement no, right now. No, we're not talking no. about anything. This is the only thing we're talking yeah. about. And you know what's crazy <laughs> is I was on Reddit while this was all going on, and people were like, hey, checking in from India. Hey, checking yeah. in from... Yeah. From all these From countries, Europe, yeah. checking in from blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, the whole world is watching. It's it sort of reminded me when, like, Obama was inaugurated mm-hmm. and the whole world uh, watched. It was sort of similar. Like is this, this is a big cultural moment. People want to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a landmark hearing, really. Yeah. Um, because things escalated so quickly. Yes. So some of the other things that happen in this hearing, I, I do want to mention since we're speaking of the lies and everything. One thing <laughs> that Comey kept ta- one thing that Com- one thing that Comey said is this actually may be my favorite quote of the entire hearing. He's talking about Trump and he's talking about how Trump claims there are tapes. And Comey goes, "Lordy, I hope okay. there are tapes." Oh my god, that was my yes. favorite quote. It was my so favorite golden. one. I want that on a T-shirt. I want it on a mug. I want it all. You can I'm get gonna, it next yeah. month. Yeah, Etsy's already on it. Yeah. I'm going to start using Lordy in everyday conversation. <laughs> well, as someone who actually says Lordy in my what? day-to-day life, I am very happy that wow. James Comey has done <laughs> no, this. That was such a great quote. And again, Comey has said that before. Yes. But, like, just that moment mm-hmm. of, like, I... I really want there to be fucking tapes, tapes because, because it'll prove me right. <laughs> yeah. It'll prove me right, exactly. But not only that, bringing, come at me, Trump. Come at me. Bringing up the idea of the tapes is an, like Stanley was saying. It's another chess move because it's like bringing up the idea of tapes and tapes can be called for and they can be used by the special prosecution. Like he is sowing these seeds, and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's very deliberate. It's also another shady move if Trump has the tapes and has been hiding them. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Nixon. That's true. I mean, everybody is comparing this to Watergate. John Oliver had a special on it and called it Stupid Watergate. Stupid Watergate. Watergate, but stupid. Yeah, Watergate, but even stupider. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep, accurate. It's great. It's great. Um, The other sort of big thing that happened early on was, so they kept asking him, senators were asking him uh, uh, multiple times, actually. They're like, do you think you were fired because of the Russia investigation? And another great quote, Comey goes, that's what the president said on TV. So yes, that's why I think I was fired. (laughs) And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. In like a a hearing of historical record, he's saying, yeah, the president already admitted to it on television with Lester Holt that he fired me because of the Russia thing. I mean, honestly, I don't even know why, like why, I understand why bother asking that in a hearing, right? right I right. get it. Right. But mostly, it's just like, you guys. It's a rhetorical question. Like, come on. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> he already said it. Here, I mean, well, they. you know what's funny is a lot of people kept asking him the same things, and he was mm-hmm. just like, like I explained before, blah, 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 blah. But um, actually, surprisingly, everyone was pretty well behaved. Um, I mean, there were some... Just absolute nothingness from some senators. Our great senator from the great state of Texas, John Corbin. Uh, Oh, that was great. He had nothing to offer except be mad at Comey for... For whatever. For apparently (laughs) not reporting. I'm like so confused. Like I don't... The mental gymnastics they go through to make Comey the bad guy here. I'm like, do you... Like Marco Rubio was literally... Like who... What? Like the way he spoke to Comey and he was just like... Um, so you're saying that President Trump, oh yeah, another big moment, we didn't even talk about it. Um, Comey said Trump was not, un- at the time, Trump was not under investigation yeah. while he was director. And he had told Trump this multiple times, even though in his own team, there was disagreement. Yeah. Basically, his team was just like, but this could easily lead, lead to, to Trump. Trump. And Comey said, well... I don't think there's any problem relaying the truth. The truth at the moment. At the moment. 
And that's the one thing you learn about Comey watching him through all his hearings is he is obsessed with being neutral and being factual. And it doesn't matter. That's just such another baller move. I know. Like... (laughs) Six months in advance is like, I mean, it's technically true. Technically true. But there basically is no telling whether or not this investigation Mm. could lead back to Trump. I'm just going to tell him what he needs to hear right now. Right, right. And what's crazy is that Republicans latch onto that first part. They latched on. And they're like, a lot of Republicans are considering this hearing a win, which is hilarious on uh, so many levels. No, though. <laughs> but because they're latching onto the the idea that he was told he was not yeah, under investigation. Yeah. And what's interesting, is, uh, speaking of Marco Rubio, this argument that Republicans are forming now are, why didn't you go uh, to the public and say, Trump is not under investigation after the president had asked you? And he goes, well, me and my le- – or Comey goes, my leadership and I, we met and we – Agreed, it was not the best thing to do because there's a chance that we might have to correct our statement if we say that. If we say that he's innocent, mm-hmm. there's a very good chance that he will be under investigation and we have to go back to the public and say, actually, we were wrong. He was under investigation. Now, Comey already has history of doing this with Hillary Clinton, so I'm sure yeah. he did not want to rehash this. I mean... Speaking of Hillary, can we talk about McCain for a second? What? Is McCain okay? Does McCain need to go to the hospital? Like, <laughs> like what happened? Dude was confused. I had no it's idea. like, what is this hearing over? He admitted that he was, like, staying up late. Yeah. And- I feel like he walked into the room, like, he walked into the room and, like, he forgot, you know, well, forgot to take his meds that morning. Yes. Well, he kept saying President Comey. Like, he was confusing yeah. people and, like, dude, he was confusing investigations. Oh, it was bad. Dude was tired. And Comey was just, like, baffled. His face Nobody, he was just like, what are you saying to me? Literally no one knew what the fuck John McCain was talking about. No, not at Even all. I was like, I was watching the live stream and the New York Times journalist was just like, not sure what McCain is trying to get out of here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Which is the thing they actually like posted. Yeah. They were like, mm, does McCain need uh, uh, some help? Because I think he does. That was, that was great. That was just great. Um, just to decide because, you know, he started, he, basically he started like conflating this Russia investigation with the Hillary, Hillary email emails. investigation. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, no, like, this is not what we're here for. And he was like, but there's a double standard and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, but they have nothing to do. Like, they're not similar they're in like any different. way. Like, what? And then his like argument is that. Hillary was colluding with Russians to hurt her own campaign. Like, I am so confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Like, why, why would Hillary help the Russians hack into the DNC? I'm just like, like very... Like, what? <laughs> it so, it was great. That was great. It was... <laughs> It was probably one of the most confusing moments of the testimony yeah. by far. It was yes, like McCain. Definitely. <laughs> so uh, another thing I want to touch on now that we're talking about Republicans and the way they're sort of spinning this testimony mm-hmm. is they also latch on to the idea of Comey not reporting this early. And why didn't he report this? So they were like, so you had these inappropriate interactions with the president. Why didn't you say anything? And Comey was Okay, so I have a quote from Comey here, and he goes, let me get the right one, (laughs) so I was on the wrong one. (laughs) Uh, I was so stunned by the conversation that I just took it in. So he was so stunned by the things that Donald Trump was saying to him that he literally had no idea how to act. And even in one moment, he says, maybe I was a coward. I didn't know exactly what to do. He's very fair in his own, like, personal assessment. He was just, I don't know, like, he had no idea what to do. Yeah, like, when... When you're put in that sort of position where the leader of the free world is asking for your loyalty a la, you know. Right. Right. I'm sure you can think of someone. Fill in the blanks. Uh, Yeah, so. Right? Like, that's, I feel like that's a, what do you do in that situation? Because that's, with the past, you know, two presidents that you've worked with, you've never encountered that, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, You are supposed to be a neutral party. Mm-hmm. Um, they highlight this in the testimony where the reason the FBI director has a 10-year term is so that they are not pulled in by partisan politics. Mm-hmm. They're not having to right. worry about it. They can be and should be right. more neutral, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so, what, like, this is not someone who, you know, he's a, he's a steady, steady sort of guy. He's the most neutral guy, like, right? who have ever lived. I mean, I know we all gave him shit for Hillary. Hillary De- I mean, definitely. Which he deserved, but all in all, pretty steadfast sort of human being. Like, what do you do in a situation where suddenly the president of the United States is being like, you need to be on my team or no, else. Or else. And that's part of this, uh, the testimony, too. Comey talks about he felt he had to, um, that Trump was asking him to just, for him to justify his job, why he should stay as FBI director. Yeah. And that's fascinating and interesting in itself because, like you said, it's supposed to be a nonpartisan. Yeah role in Trump doing this that's that's crazy but back to the Republican thing uh the whole you know why didn't you report this earlier I mean do you Stanley do you have any strong feelings about this do you think he should have come out earlier maybe he was just waiting to see what to do with all this information like maybe future meetings with Trump and like Mm -hmm. what he can gather together right to Mm -hmm. put package you know in a way too right right and there's a lot of indications that Comey was trying to um, not help Trump, but sort of, uh, um, and not let it go, because obviously he wrote a lot of this down, just in case, just in case. But it was also sort of like, he doesn't know what he's doing, so I'm going to go to Sessions. He went to Jeff Sessions, and he said, hey, that's not the protocol. And he even told Donald Trump on the phone, next time you need to go through Jeff Sessions to go through me. Like, he was trying to let Trump know what the proper mm-hmm. way was. Yeah. So he wasn't ready to burn that bridge with Trump just yet. Cause he was so early on in his administration. <laughs> it was like, he was trying to cooperate in a way, you know, it's a very typical, like, Oh, I'll give him another chance. Yeah. Right. I'll give him another chance. Like he doesn't know what he's right. doing. So maybe like if that. we, maybe if I do this, it'll get better. Right. <laughs> right. And it definitely, you know, it definitely like, you've had, like, you know, I think we've all been in like relationships where it's just like, maybe if I change this one thing, yeah. it'll improve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't because then, of the way the other person yes. is. Yes. I think that's what was happening. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, some other sort of, uh, uh, big bombshells that dropped, um, oh. <laughs> One of the more, like, g- genuinely new pieces of information that we actually got from this testimony was that uh, Comey talked about Sessions, and they asked him about Pence and uh, – or not Pence, Flynn, and um, Sessions recusing himself. And Comey pretty much said, actually, I thought Sessions would recuse himself earlier I don't. I can't speak on why because this is clo- this is closed door oh. session information. So oh. session. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so sessions, according to Comey, should have recused himself earlier. That is like that is so damning. Like it is just all the dominoes are falling. Like this is just shows this that everyone bad. knew before. Mm-hmm. Everyone was involved in some way yeah and they weren't doing the right thing and now that this call i mean and now we heard reports that sessions almost resigned and there's all these things going on and it's like okay the pressure's on the tension is on shit's getting real shit is getting real i mean it's just been getting real for a while but shit's like really getting real (laughs) yeah it's getting real real oh yeah well and there's a lot of times during the testimony when they would ask him something and he would go i can't answer that here, but I can answer it in a closed Close session. session. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like one of the questions was about Trump. Like, yeah. do you think Trump colluded? And he goes, I can't answer that here, but I can answer it in a closed session. Like, it's it's amazing how much of the information is still classified. Right. Because he was right. like, I can only answer this in a closed session because it's about an ongoing investigation. Right, 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 right. Kudos, but speaking of that, uh, kudos to Comey for writing all his, not all of them, but most of his memos in a way that uh, made them not classified yeah. and that he could share. Which, they they did a call out to that. One of the senators mm-hmm. had a call out to that too. It was like, you know, it was really smart of you to do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so in the. Because now you, you know. Yeah. Everybody can read them. And they, the senators can ask for them. And yeah. they can see them. And the other interesting thing about that is that he wrote some of these as a private citizen, which meant they were his own thoughts, which meant he could share them. And he did. He shared them with his friends. Huh. He didn't say yeah. who, but someone who works at... Um, University. It? it was Columbia, yeah. I think, in, in New York. And that friend 
is who quote unquote leaked. You're not really leaking because it's not classified info, but gave that information yeah. right. to. So it wasn't like Comey was Comey was just like giving him a primer. It's like, oh, look at this thing I have written about my personal experience. I mean, like. If I give this to the media, <laughs> yeah. you know. who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Do you want to read it, friend? <laughs> it's so perfect. Would you like to send? Would you like me to send this to you yes. in an email? Yes. Oh, that was perfect. That was so perfect. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Oh. It's literally like a chess move that. You're yes, but doing make it. sure you don't. Mess Send it, it out. Yeah. Be careful sure with this. Don't. <laughs> don't leave it out where someone can read it. No, oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, but it also, it, it like, it worked because of that story. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rosenstein uh, actually assigned a special counsel, Bob Mueller. Yeah. Uh, wow. That is Which huge. is what um, Comey was wanting to happen. Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And he kept, I mean, they kept asking him, like, all these questions. And he kept going, that's for... Bob Mueller to decide. Yeah, and I'm like, confident oh. in the special counsel. Yeah. It's like, ooh. <laughs> I know. Okay. Oh so, <laughs> so there's a, a lot of things happen. I'm sure we missed some uh, big moments, but now sort of uh, uh, gearing up to wrap this up, uh, what were, after this happened, what were your reactions to this? Like, it all, it all went down. You saw some of this. What do you, and maybe the question is, what do you think will come of this after this. And you're seeing how Republicans are spinning it. You're seeing mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, it's still the first day, so anything could happen. But what are your feelings? Huh. I mean, so impeachment's a really long process. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, Representative Al Green, who we mentioned a few episodes ago, from my hometown of Houston, <laughs> is already drafting H-Town. up impeachment papers. <laughs> Great. Like, it's already happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's a new development. That's a thing. Um, and, you know, I think I think there's... I, I really want to see what sort of information and what sort of statements come out after the closed session. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, exactly. Because I think that's really going to be where kind of... Oh, yeah. Like the meat. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's where the meat the meat of this whole thing is going to be. Also, I feel like with the way he was responding to the questions, like when the particular questions that the intelligence committee was asking where he had to respond, I can't answer that here. I feel like maybe some of that information is so like, I'm hoping some of that information is so damning that Republicans have to kind of like be like they there is no support left for you here. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like what happened with Nixon where it was just like right. literally that's why Nixon had to resign, right? Because he had no support mm-hmm. in the House or the Senate. Um he was going to get impeached. Mm-hmm. Right. But he just like ended his presidency. Yeah. yeah. So he he yeah. resigned as like a way to save face. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, uh, Stanley. But yeah, I, I agree with Lithia. I was just waiting to see like what he says in the closed session mm-hmm. that could provide damning information on Trump. Yeah. 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 So I'm uh, excited for the leaks that are going to come out of the closed <laughs> yes, session. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, I mean, like at this rate, right. it's going to happen. <laughs> right. I'm going to take a slightly more pessimistic view on this. And while I did really enjoy the hearing, uh, I was actually telling y'all before we started recording, it was oddly entertaining yeah. and f- very fascinating. And uh, and we can talk about James Comey, the man, after in a little bit. But um, my sort of view is, even though he may have said all these damning things, what was so disheartening is to see Republicans like Marco Rubio, like, come after Comey mm-hmm. and spin it and feel like this was a win for them, which it, it, inc- I mean, there is a chance that he may say something so incredibly damning in the closed session that he yeah. you know, changes some minds, but also at the same time, he may say things that we would consider incredibly damning, but Republicans find, can find a mental like gymnastic way to uh, justify them. I even Paul Ryan after the hearing was like, oh, you know, he's just a new president. Like, he's new to this. He's never been in government. He doesn't know what he's doing. And you're like, 
So just because he's new means he can break the law? Yeah. Like, that makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, that literally like, makes the, absolutely That's like the no poorest sense. excuse. I know. So the mental gymnastics they're going through you is really... You should have been president in the first place. <laughs> right. No, so, but I'm not I saying... I was going to say, like, the Republicans are the Simone Biles of just, like, oh defending Trump. Yes. But that's an insult of Simone Biles because so, she's lovely. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, so... I'm not... <laughs> I don't want to make that comparison. Right, right. So, it, 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 in my view, it's not completely pessimistic i think what would what's more realistic and i mean i hope to god is that in 2018 this will be a launching pad for say hopefully democrats win in 2018 and they can use this hearing and all the things in the said in the closed session plus bob Mueller's investigation to actually go after yeah. trump because that's the only time when we can really get it if these republicans are not willing to change it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Com- Comey literally came out and said, Donald Trump is a liar. And, like, he is a liar. He lied about all the things he said. And yeah, and the Republicans were like, yeah, but it's your fault. Like, that's literally what they told him. I honestly don't even know how that happens. I, I don't know. It's, it's scary. It's scary. We I could- mean, I know how that happens because the GOP, like, the people in the GOP don't have souls. So like <laughs> I like I know how that happens in the sense is like oh yeah they have no spines and no morals mm, right so you know like they sold their soul to the devil it makes right. sense right, right. Mm, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean our, we do have two things that could go for us one Bob Mueller's investigation could go quicker than we think yeah and it could actually lead to something and he's a special prosecutor or or special counsel um, or. Public outcry is so intense that Republicans change. But I'm not holding out hope for that yeah. at the moment. Although it turns out I think uh, only like 31 people approve. Or the 30, not 31 people. 31% of America approves yeah. of Donald Trump right now, which is incredibly low. Yeah, more people are in favor like of his, of his impeachment. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like that percentage is higher than his approval rating right now. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. That's... It's wild. It's wild. It's fascinating. <laughs> um, so let's wrap up, but uh, I do want to talk about James Comey, the man. Now, you mentioned this earlier. He has caused us a lot of heartache. For, for liberal people, he's caused us a lot of heartache yes. in the past. He is incredibly neutral, and that can be so infuriating yeah. sometimes. When someone's so neutral, you're like, God, I want to shake him. But after this hearing, what is your take on the man, you know? I mean, I think it's what I said before. Like... This dude, he's he's a smart man. Very. Everything he did was very calculated. Like, even when he didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. all of his moves were calculated. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I think he's the type of guy who's like, okay, here's all of the possible scenarios. I need to prepare as much as I can for each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which is what he did. Uh, and, yeah, I think... I think at the core of who he is, he's just, like, a neutral guy. I also, like, I think I saw, I don't know if it was on John Oliver or Sam B, where, like, after the inauguration, Comey, like, purposely wore a blue suit to match with the drapes of the Oval Office. So, <laughs> so, that, he could blend so that he would blend in as much as possible. And dude is, like, he's, like, six foot infinity. He's very he's tall. He's very tall. He's, he's like, almost seven foot. Yeah. yeah. He stands out in a crowd. Like, yes. you can... There's no... So, if that dude was trying to hide from Trump, yes. he's, he stood at the opposite end of mm. the Oval Office, like, yes. literally against the drapes, just trying not to be noticed. <laughs> um, and so, like, I think there's a... You know, I think... I think he is the type of person who's, like... He, he acts very purposefully and... All of his moves are calculated. Like even though that was a funny story, uh-huh. it was—he still wore a suit the color of the drapes in the White House, yeah. and stood in that specific spot, yeah. not to be noticed. Yeah. Like that—that's the kind of mentality that he has. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like let me prepare for every possible situation. Yeah, Stanley, real quick. Um, I think he is a smart man, and he's also what's the opposite of. Coward. I'm trying to. Uh, brave, 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 brave yeah. courageous, for doing, yeah, courageous. For, for doing this, and right, like he, he could obviously. He just, did it as a private citizen. Yeah. yeah, he could have done a completely closed session. Yeah, he could and have. he decided to go public. Yeah, yeah, so. that that's a great way of putting it. I have to say, um, 
you know, I've had a lot of mixed feelings about the man. I, I've appreciated that he's so strongly neutral, but that's definitely infuriating at yes. times. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But I will say I have a newfound respect for yeah. the man after yes. watching this. Um, his speech to his former colleagues just showed the care mm-hmm. that he has for the people he worked with in America. America, yeah. And yeah. he kept talking about it. He said, like, one of the things he said was, this is not about Republicans or Democrats. This is about America and our institution, our elect, like our election. Like we have a foreign adversary who is being hostile towards the U.S. And that's what this is about. It is not about Republicans and Democrats. And yeah, I, I was floored yeah. by that. So I have a newfound respect for him, even though I can be frustrated by him at times. Um, he's he's a man of integrity. Yeah, he really that's is for sure. And I think this showed to the public that he he can be trusted. I do not have in. Like, I have nothing in my body that tells me he's lying at all. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so much of what he said has been corroborated, Mm -hmm. even by the president himself. Mm. You know, like... Yes, exactly. (laughs) I mean, you know. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's hard to... You know, it's it's hard not to believe a guy when literally the person whose ass is on the line is like, yeah, I fired him because of Flynn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so that has been our Comey special. We will be <laughs> back with more. We're going to end with something a little bit different. So stay tuned for that. Welcome back to the Minority Report, guys. Uh, we're going to start this culture section with, like, just talking about Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. This is a two-topic episode. All the opinions. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about the movie, obviously, that came out this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And it opened to $103 million, which is, like, huge. The biggest... Um, opening for a female director mm-hmm. which patty was jenkins. yeah patty jenkins which was previously held by 50 shades of gray mm-hmm. um i think it's the fourth highest opening for a, a solo superhero movie which is pretty awesome and um yeah i i don't know what up pretty good yeah. stats yeah Pre- good stats let's get it so stanley and i have actually seen it yes so, and Olivia, you haven't seen it. For We've yes. talked about this we, in the previous we, podcast. I'll talk about it again, And we will though. talk about it again. But uh, <laughs> I guess real quick, uh, Stanley, I'll let you start it off. Let's do our quick reviews of Wonder Woman. Okay, so um, my thoughts for Wonder Woman. Um, I liked it. It's good. I wouldn't say it's great or entirely, like, memorable, I guess. Wait. I don't want to say that, but I don't <laughs> no, want to say no, that. No, that's, no, that's going too you far. Are, you already no. said it. You've said it. It's all podcast. No, 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 no. Of course. Keep going. Um, it's, there are many moments where I teared up just because like how momentous it felt watching it, like seeing a female superhero doing this, like these badass like action scenes and, and like the first introduction of Wonder Woman, like in, in costume going to the battlefield like the mm-hmm. no man's land sequence um is very moving and like mm-hmm. it felt really epic to see and so yeah there are moments like that throughout the movie where i was like emo- getting emotional but it still had like a lot of the dc problems mm-hmm. that we've been seeing like suicide squad and batman v superman um specifically like the third act itself is filled with like action cgi and like Mm-hmm. in the dark it's taking place at night and mm-hmm. I was like this is getting boring I don't really care mm-hmm. yeah and but there's like um, there's a, a emotional like grace note at the end that's like pretty like moving so mm-hmm. overall yeah. it's easily like the best DC um, yes. EU movie hands down easily hands down easily which is not saying a lot yeah that's not saying woo! a lot but <laughs> yes. it's, it's a solid movie <laughs> and I hope in the sequel that they're gonna they're gonna do that. It's gonna and the sequel's already greenlit. Like, yeah, it's already greenlit. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna like happen. build up, like build on, right? What's successful in this? Right. So let me ask you before I get into my sort of initial or my review of it. Really, um, did you 
did you think, um, okay, never mind. Let, let me phrase this differently. If you had to give it a score, mm-hmm. what would you give it? Like, if you were going to give it a score compared to a Marvel movie? I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Which is mostly in line with, like, maybe, like, Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Right. You're not saying it's, like, above any Marvel movie? Yeah, I, I don't think recently. it's above, like, good, you know? Okay, so, okay, okay, there we go. So It's not great, it's good. It's just a... Yeah. And for a superhero movie? It's pretty solid. I okay, think, yeah. okay. And... Um, I also give a shout out to Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. They the best, like, of, the yeah. best Chris. I have words. Yeah. The best. Well, wait, wait, wait. But, the best Chris. <laughs> yes. You're going to have to hold on to your words because we're know. about to talk about Chris like, Pine. No, um, I'm Chris, Pine <laughs> Chris Pine is like the, the most underrated. He's really charming. Like, um, he's they, my favorite Chris of like, all the Chris's. <laughs> I'm just saying it. <laughs> I mean, if, like I said, I think we've had this conversation before, but if Zoe Kravitz fucks with you, then like. You're probably pretty. You're probably a pretty solid, dude, right? Chris Pine is a great dude. Wait, are they dating? I think they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that was a thing that happened. Okay. I think yeah. And their chemistry is like really great together. So yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. Um. So I have to say, this is a. It's a pretty good movie. I'm with you actually. Uh, most of the way, it is a pretty good movie. It doesn't go above and beyond. It never floored me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there are moments where you're like, well, holy crap, this is so epic and emotional. Yeah. Um, I did like, uh, uh, the fish out of water sort mm-hmm. of element of it. It didn't, it wasn't overbearing. Uh, ex- the, maybe the ice cream scene a little bit, spoiler oh, alert, but it was, cu- it was a cute moment. It was a cute moment though. Yeah. It was a cute moment. And, um, uh, the other thing is this is a war movie, oh, yeah. which, uh, I'm sure Olivia and I will get into too, but, um, this is a world war one movie, which... There isn't many World War One movies when you really think about it. World War Two is sort of the the star when it comes to world wars. That's a weird thing to say, <laughs> um, but um, it does in a weird way capture some of that essence of World War One, the Great War, mm. the like ugliness, the horribleness. Um, There's some dark scenes. In it's really yeah. dark at times, and you're like, "Holy cow!" But you you know you also get these really emotional moments where you see this heroic figure yeah. rise above, and it gets emotional. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things to like here. There really is. Um, but and the, not, the music is fantastic. Music's fantastic. Some of the action is really great. Mm-hmm. It, the, the last bit, I'm like lost. <laughs> I'm like, what is yeah. even happening? Like, what? And people are shirtless and the things are happening. And you're like, what in the world? But um, but no, she, uh, or Wonder Woman, is a, a, a fascinating character. Mm. And that's what sold me on the movie and that's what made me like it but it like you're but you're right it does not reach above and it's still a superhero movie yeah. and superhero movies have a lot of problems it's like held back by its superhero like genre you know yes and that's not a bad thing because there could be movies that you yeah. know go above and beyond it but i don't think this quite yeah. did in my opinion yeah. but i still really liked it as a movie yeah. as a film as a piece of art i'm only saying this because i'm prefacing what olivia's <laughs> gonna say but <laughs> <laughs> but as a movie, as a piece of art, uh, you, I enjoyed it for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you, Stanley. If I had to give it like a score out of ten, it would be a seven or a light eight, like a very low a seven point five. Let's just say okay. seven point <laughs> five. A uh, light eight. A light eight. <laughs> a light eight. Yes. Which is brushing. <laughs> it's almost eight, or it's like barely eight. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Yeah. So those were our reviews. By the way, the movie's getting. Amazing reviews. Yeah. People are loving it. It's, it's like universally. Yeah, and like you mentioned before, it's making bonkers money. Like yeah. bonkers money. And it's it's expected to have a pretty good hold for like weeks. Like mm. unlike most um their DC movies which like drop drop yeah. significantly. This, and it might actually yeah. build with word of mouth because yeah. people are like, actually, this was good. Like, blah, 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 you know? Definitely. Um, because it was projecting to open like that 75 million. Right. And then word of mouth just like, this is actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. So so that that's great. Uh, Olivia, hold on. I'm holding. <laughs> one, la- one last thing. Um, and, and we don't have to spend too much time on this, but I, I wanted to ask it is, now that we have Wonder Woman in the DC universe and we had this successful film, where does this live? Where does this leave DC in the DC Marvel Wars for the cinematic universe? Like, is DC in a better place now that it has Wonder Woman? Do you have hope for Justice League? Do you have hope for Aquaman? Well, obviously, like, like, finally that they have one good movie, it puts DC in a better light than before. And mm-hmm. I think with Josh, Josh Whedon is actually, like, attached to um, Justice League now because um, Zack Snyder had to deal with 
his daughter's suicide. I know. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might, I don't know if they're going to add more Wonder Woman scenes, mm-hmm. but it's um, been announced today that, um, who's the girl from House of Cards? Like, Robin Wright. Yeah, Robin Wright is going to have. Who's great in this movie, by the yeah. way. I didn't even mention. She's amazing. Yeah. And she and her sister who in that movie is going to be placed in um, Justice League. So. Oh, interesting. In flashbacks, I think, but. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure if, if that's because of the response of Wonder Woman or not. Right. But yeah. Right. I I'm with you. It leaves. I think it leaves DC in a really good place where they could capitalize on this if they yeah. make similar quality movies exactly. and start embracing different aspects of the superheroes instead of the dreary darkness yeah. of DC, which I love. But we've already had Christopher Nolan do it. Like we need something else, yeah. especially to combat Marvel. Um, they're in a better place, but I don't. Like, I don't think gritty is necessarily a bad thing, as, but you have to do it right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Nolan's Batman series, for all its problems, did gritty in a really compelling way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zack Snyder has not yeah. done yeah. that. Yeah. Zack Snyder's not done a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, this is my personal opinion, but, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Alifia, real quick... Um, you know, you haven't seen the movie, but you've heard no, of the success. I have. What do you What do you think of Wonder Woman in DC? Do you think DC has a chance uh, against Marvel now, or is Justice League going to be good? What's going to happen with DC? Um, I am really excited for Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Jason, is. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because uh, Jason Momoa, who plays uh, Khal Drogo in yes, Game, of Game of Thrones. He is supposed to play Aquaman, and I'm mm-hmm. really excited to see that kind of Pacific Islander element mm-hmm. added to Water- uh, Aquaman. Waterman. Yes. Water- <laughs> Waterman! The lower Aquaman. <laughs> Poor man's Aquaman. Um, and also, James Wan is directing that one. Yeah. Yes, which is so awesome. I'm, I'm very excited to see what Aquaman will have to offer. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I mean, like, I just don't know if... DC has a chance, and I feel like a lot of people now are getting that kind of, like, superhero burnout, where it's just, like, there's too much, and people are noticing it's formulaic, so it's just, like, no one wants to, no one wants to buy your shit anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, they're at the point where they know that people are still gonna go see these movies. Right. But I think we're fast approaching the point where it's just, like, nope, we're good. Like, no one's gonna want to go see them anymore, and they're gonna have to reinvent again. Right. Um... Which Logan did a little bit, mm-hmm. which was kind of fun. Um, yeah, but I'm not gonna see Wonder Woman. Yes, Let, so, <laughs> so we, so Olivia and I, we actually had a, a conversation a few days ago about this and, and the art, and and I'm just curious because, and we already touched on this last episode, but now the movie's out and it's this huge success, and yeah. critically and commercially. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? I think it's just real unfortunate only because of the sort of um, feminist response. Mm -hmm. Um, And I recognize that in the States, there isn't a lot of information or education about the Israel-Palestine conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I recognize that. But it's been really, really, really difficult to see people who, you know, say they care about social justice and say they care about feminism and say to a greater extent that they care about intersectionality, mm. um, praise this movie as being a feminist movie and praise this movie at, you know, like as a feminist hallmark, um, just because of how important, you know, like how kind of... Once you once you're educated on Israel Palestine and once you're educated on like what that whole conflict is about, it's really really hard for me to see people praising Gal Gadot so like mm. so bombastically mm-hmm. and just like with such fervor. Everyone's so in love with her. She's right? the new it girl. She's Definitely. the new it girl. It's really freaking hard to see. Um, because she is ex-IDF and she, you know, she still is very much supportive of, um, the IDF. And even when there were conflicts happening where 
Israel was clearly kind of doing a lot of shady shit, and shady shit doesn't even begin to cover it. Mm -hmm. She was posting out support for IDF, and I hope, you know, our people are safe. Um, And there are Israelis who recognize that, like, what's happening in Palestine is human rights violation. A lot of people um, refer to Israel-Palestine as an apartheid state. I've been to Israel. I've seen the wall. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just been really difficult to see that, especially coming from friends who, you know, like, say they care about social justice and say they care about feminism. It's just really hard to see. Mm, right, um, right. And, like, I, you know, I, I recognize that I also, you know, I'm someone who has a lot of context. Right. Um, you know, being from the Muslim world, it's a thing we care about. Right. right? It, this is something we care about. Right. Um, so I recognize that I have a lot more context than other mm. people. It's just really hard when you, you're just, you know, you're like, hey, this is a thing that Gal Gadot is doing, and you're, like, actively contributing. Like, yeah, you're actively right. ignoring it, right? Yeah. right. Um, and people come back to you and it, are just like, you're being a killjoy, you're being a spoiled sport, why right. can't you be happy about the success? It's like, but I can't, though. Right. Like, these two things aren't mutually exclusive. Right. Like, right. this is, she as a person embodies all of that. Right. And especially um, from what I've been hearing about the Wonder Woman movie, about the kind of narrative of fighting injustice that's in yes, the movie. It seems exactly. a little counterintuitive to exactly. like her actions. Um, and like, again, I said this last week, like it does make like, it's this weird kind of dissonance thing because I, I want more female superhero movies. I want more female superhero movies directed by women. Mm-hmm. I want those movies to be successes. I just can't see the same thing for this one. Mm. You know, right. and it was like another movie without her or if it yeah, wasn't her. Exactly. Right. Right. Well, so, you know, it, it, and it and we've already discussed this on the podcast before. and We've had these conversations. It's, you know, Gal Gadot. She is this actress. She is herself. She's this person who has these views that, you know, you don't agree with. I don't agree with. Um, I'm sure Stanley doesn't agree with. I will be honest in that I don't have the full context. Yeah. And sta- yeah. I mean, I'm sure Stanley. I'm not and sure right. if I can like w- I can do an educated never speak, response. Yeah. I can never speak on it. And like it. I said, yeah. most people in the U.S. don't. And no. like and I'm the very, US is a I'm, very pro-Israeli. Yeah. Country. I'm very cognizant of that. Right. Like, so I know for a lot of people, like I try not to take it to heart when I see the praise of Wonder Woman. Right. Um, I try not to, you know, be too antagonistic. Right. Um, but for people who do know, and that mm. still praise Wonder Woman, that's where, that's where it's like really cuts deep. <laughs> well, right. But then it goes to the argument of art versus the, per- cause she is this individual person as a human being. She's this person. She's all these experiences. Yeah. She's doing whatever. She has her feelings, but the film as an art piece of art, yeah. you know, and it's, can you, I, separate, can you separate it? And that's what's tough you know yeah. yeah and i think everyone has like a different like a line like, yeah a line everyone a has yeah everyone has their lines right yeah. um yeah it and like it's really it's been really interesting to see um i mean it's it's also been really hard to see right mm-hmm. but um it's interesting to see what kind of things people decide to choose over other things yeah like (laughs) they they want to you know i get it like you want this win right you like right and we you know we need it we need the win Mm -hmm. we need the like great female-led superhero movie win right but Mm. you know sometimes like it's weird to think about the price that has to come at right 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 absolutely um, and I mean, Stan, we're both men. We're, we have zero, yeah. we have zero, like, uh, we, uh, 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 we're not in that, it, it, you know, we're not in that world and yeah. we don't understand it. So it's, we're coming from this like totally outside point of view and we're looking at it as a piece of art, but you're right. You have, and I'm glad you're bringing your point of view into it because yeah. it's something that I think needs to be heard because when you look at the film and you see it out in public, it's not being talked about and it's being swept under the rug a lot of the time because we, like we said, we're in the U S where we don't know enough about it yeah, and it's no very pro Israeli 
country. Like, yeah. they are one of our closest, or they used to be one of our closest allies. <laughs> Trump has kind of ruined that a little bit. But, um, but yes, and, you know, uh, it, it will bring up the conversation about art and artists. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's a tough conversation that we continue to have on this podcast because yeah. we all yeah. have our own personal yeah. separate lines, you know. Um, I will say this. If you want to know more about the Israel-Palestine conflict, like definitely do your research. Um, there's a movement called BDS um, where it's basically very targeted kind of like, what ca- what can I do to help Um like what products can I boycott? What you know, like what serve? What you know, what organizations are out there? And there are actually quite a few American Jewish organizations, so Jewish people against um, right. sort of the Israeli settlements in Palestine. So I, I definitely think you should get multiple perspectives um, on the conflict. Like read up on the history. Get to you know. Get yourself educated on the comp. There's lots and lots and lots of resources. Um, BDS is just one of them, and they list a ton on their website as well. Um, and it goes by country. They list products that you can boycott that are very targeted and very Israeli. Um, so, you know, if you want to know more about why I feel the way I feel, definitely go check those out. <laughs> definitely. I definitely. And I mean, obviously, this is a, a, it's a very personal choice if you decide to watch Wonder Woman. And, you know, the, it, it, I'm not here to tell you watch it or don't watch it. Mm-hmm. It is really up to you. We all have very different opinions and different views. Yeah. And it just it is what it is. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's just hard because, you know, Olivia makes a great fucking fantastic point yeah <laughs> this is a win for a lot of people and yeah. in a different way and then just for outsiders like us it's a decent good film mm-hmm. but gal Gadot has pretty uh, uh, uh not decent views you know <laughs> so it's just it's hard it's hard um so really it's up to the listener to make up their mind if they are gonna watch it um I want to end on some happy news because yeah. I feel like <laughs> this was uh, uh, it, it was a conversation we needed to have, and I think it's an important conversation to have, and I'm sure we're going to continue to have it. Yes. Um, but I do want to end on some happy news just to elevate the mood in the room <laughs> and just sort of end on a happy note. Uh, this is a it was a story that I saw uh, um, uh, reported online, and I just. It filled me with so much joy. I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Edgar shared it immediately. He was like, we have to talk about we this. We have to talk about this because it like brought a tear to my eye. So there was this viral video going around with, um, so the, the name of, of the little boy. So it's a, a video of a little boy who's making this impassionate speech on gun violence because his mother's um, little cousin was actually murdered. Um, uh, uh, and he has this like, his name is Little J. Uh, his full name is Jeffrey uh, Lanny, but they, he goes by Little J. And he had this really impassionate speech. And if you watch it, it is so heartbreaking. Oh, I and know. he is just, you know, it, he's a six year old boy and he's concerned with these like really Tears, heavy just... topics and, and, and all these things. So, you know, that itself, you're like, oh my God. And it went viral on Facebook. Um, rapper and um, g- good music uh, uh, um, president now. Uh, Pusha T. Uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Pusha T. I have no idea who he is. I'm I'm familiar with Pusha T. I didn't know he was the president of Good Music, though. He is the president of Good Music. He was handpicked by uh, Kanye West to take over his company. (laughs) Um, So he is the president of Good Music. He um, reached out to Lil J, and he wrote this amazing letter to him. And he was like, I want you to not worry about gun violence. You are a six-year-old boy and you need to not worry about mm-hmm. this. So it was, I mean, I highly recommend you all to go look up the letter. Uh, it's really long, so I'm not going to read it <laughs> for y'all, but it was really sweet and really endearing. And it was like, it had like hand-drawn Spider-Man and superheroes because Lil J really likes Spider-Man. It was yes. really fucking adorable. It was really fucking adorable. But I just <laughs> want to list what Pusha did for this little boy because it just melted me. It was so sweet. So in the letter, he says, Lil J, I am taking you and all your friends uh, to Six Flags, a full trip to Six Flags. Um, Not only that, so you'll have fun. And he says in his letter, oh my gosh, it was so sweet. He goes, I want you to forget 
about gun violence and focus on being a kid. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. So he wants to take him to Six Flags. Not only that, uh, when he returns from Six Flags, all summer he will be going to summer camp at the Boys and Girl Club Ooh. in his city in St. Louis, uh, all paid for, which was fantastic. Uh, not only that, since Lil J loves Spider-Man, Push is going to make sure that he will be one of the first to see the brand new Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> movie coming out. So that was really sweet. And he also gave him a bunch of games, some books, uh, and an iPad so he could play and learn. Oh. And then the last thing that just floored me, it was amazing. He goes, in his letter, he goes, uh, P.S., by the way, I started a college fund for you. Aww. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, it's so cute. It was, uh, uh, it's so cute. <laughs> yes, so cute. So I, I highly recommend you look it up. Push T letter. It's a little J. Read it. And like look, look at the actual letter. Like look yes. at a picture of the letter. letter. It's so fucking cute. It's so cute, uh-huh. and you will just be happy. You will be happy. So check it out. Um, alrighty, that has been yeah. our episode. Uh, Olivia, we are happy you're back. Yeah. I'm in the so studio. happy to be back. In the studio. And uh, real quick, I want to shout out to uh, the one Twitter fan who reached out to oh, us found, and we oh, loved it. Found her. Yes, or Death, him, or them. Death Bowling. She goes by Death Bowling and her handle's at uh, Robot Fried Rice. Thank you for <laughs> shouting out and letting us know that you listened to the show. That All of so us message each other so like, much. Do we know this person? Yeah, we're like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. So thank you. That was great. Um, as always, you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play. Follow us on all the social medias at MinorityPod, except Facebook, where we are the Minority Report Podcast. Yes! The whole thing. Did it. Wow, you got uh, so, that down. <laughs> yeah, I got it down. <laughs> okay, we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.